0: I struggle to even say this, guys, because I know that there are some real people that are being really negatively affected by this, and so I want to preface kind of this whole episode to say I am am making an external observation of my life, and I am sharing that with you guys so that you guys can kind of see how I go through and observe my life, not judge. I was going to say judge, but like uh, I think a lot of times the reason people have a, such a hard time learning or interacting with other people or learning about themselves or growing is because that they think everything is either a bad thing or a good thing. And sometimes it's just observation. In fact, most of the things that you do, you should just observe. Um, I was thinking about this uh, the other day when, crazy, um, <laughs> is a weird story, but um, I think this will prove my point well. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and this is going to be a, a totally different type of episode than I think what most people are used to here, much more traditional um, podcasty type episode of just us just sitting down and talking and um, just catching up on life. I feel like, a little context here of kind of how this came about, I feel like I have learned so much and I've changed so much as a person. And it, sometimes the people that you follow online, they change and you can, you get to watch them change, but you only really get to watch them change for the elements of the content that they're producing. And as I have changed and my content has changed and kind of things like that, I would realize like, huh, a lot in my personal life, a lot of my own beliefs, even in politics and religion and God and purpose and choice and business and just everything in general has changed. But For the average person that only consumes a fraction of my content, I don't know, maybe they don't really know my changes. And honestly, I realized that one of the ways that I learn most in life or or that I will learn best in life is not actually through like formal structured content or formal structured lessons. Like, yes, if I'm trying to learn a very specific topic, if I'm trying to learn a... You know, a specific skill or a specific thing that I'm trying to do, then yeah, I will go on YouTube or I'll go to a podcast or I'll go online and I'll and I'll search it. I'll get a book, you know, about it. But when it comes to just life in general, when it comes to being a better person, when it comes to finding fulfillment and happiness and really just figuring out life, some of my mo- biggest learning experiences and biggest aha moments have come from just listening to conversation between people. It's one of the reasons I'm fascinated with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan Experience. That's uh, you know some of the reasons that. It, that's where the direction that we're headed. In fact, I think different theories started much more that way. And right now we've shifted back to towards a little bit more, a lot more actually, like structured content, teaching lessons, teaching things. But we will, after the coronavirus kind of comes out, um, we'll, we'll be shifting back to much more conversations because that's how I learned. But just sitting down and like, listen to people talk about their life, listen to people talking about their life stories and their, uh, you know, um, their experiences that they've gone through. And, and I like listening to people that I respect. I was watching an interview the other day with, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Joe Rogan, right? It was just a super fascinating conversation, a super fascinating episode. I felt like some of you guys really uh, you love the podcast. You've been following me. You ask me questions about life, and this this podcast episode isn't going to resonate with everyone. I don't I don't pretend to be some massive life influencer that I think everybody listens to and that you magically care about my life. I. I Quite frankly, I have no idea whether you care about my life or not. But um, for those of you that do, or for those of you that are interested in learning a little bit more about me and just kind of what I'm going through, I, I'm, I'm very much about documenting the journey. And I think that um, I want to be able to look back. I want to be able to, to watch some of my old content and like really understand what was going on inside the head of Josh Forty, right? And I know I just talked about myself in the third person there. Ugh, but for the sake of this episode, like I want to be able to look back in a year, three years, five years and go, oh, that's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking at that time. And I think that documenting that process is scary because it solidifies like oh my gosh that's the type of person that I was at that time. However, there's one thing that I've learned recently is that if you are living and becoming the most true version of yourself, then you don't have to worry about if you've changed in 3 or 5 or 10 years and looking back and being embarrassed about things because that is who you were at the time. And you know, I think one of the the, the terrible things about the media today and and just our world in general is like we tend to demonize people's problems. And we. it used to be, I, I forget who said it, but it, I think it was maybe even Kevin Hart. He was like, it used to be that in America, it was this land of redemption and opportunity and that you could be a terrible, awful person. And then, you know, fast forward your life, three, five, 10 years down the road, you could get your life together. And that was celebrated. That transformation of, hey, you sucked at one point, you messed up, you made mistakes. And now you've turned your life around and that's to be celebrated. Now it's like, instead of celebrating the fact that you turned your life around, the media wants to point back and be like, 10 years ago, you said this terrible, awful thing. It's like, okay, that was 10 years ago. And they want to demonize that. And I, I think that that's terrible. I really do. I think that we need to get back to celebrating the fact that people are transforming their lives and that people get better. And that if you know somebody were to do something terrible in the past and come back and and grow up and be a different person, that should be a good thing. I mean, I look back at some of the views that I had when I was younger that didn't necessarily come from, you know, any specific person. It certainly wasn't from my parents, but like, you know, some of the the views that I had towards other people or towards, you know, gay people or minorities or things like that, like, I had no context. I had no understanding. So some of the comments that I made were just stupid. We're just dumb, right? You know what I mean? And not, not necessarily on social media, but just in person, you know, like when I was out with friends when I was young, I didn't have social media when I was growing up, right? And uh, so I, I like see these things and I'm like, huh. And now we have this this world of social media where all of a sudden we're putting our daily lives out online and we can go back and see all the crap that someone was growing up. And that's a double-edged sword. But what I wanna be able to do is I wanna basically be like, okay, like here's what I was thinking, here's where I was at. And um, yeah, so I guess that's really kind of the purpose of this episode. And as I sat down and kind of thought about uh, man, what what should the episode be for today? Like, I've got this, you know. We we got our content calendar and the team's going. Okay, we've got this coming up, and we want to do this and make sure to cover this. And here are the questions coming in from our our listeners and whatnot. And I I just sat down and I looked at it all and I went, I think I just need to do an episode just kind of explaining where I'm at in life. All right, because guys, and I think that that's where we're going to start, guys. Life right now is I'm at a very interesting point in my life right now. Right, we're in this middle of the coronavirus season, and. I'm <sighs> I struggle to even say this, guys, because I know that there are some real people that are being really negatively affected by this. And so I want to preface kind of this whole episode to say I am am making an external observation of my life. And I'm sharing that with you guys so that you guys can kind of see how I go through and observe my life, not judge. I was going to say judge, but like, uh, I think a lot of times... The reason people have a, such a hard time learning or interacting with other people or learning about themselves or growing is because that they think everything is either a bad thing or a good thing. And sometimes it's just observation. In fact, most of the things that you do, you should just observe. Um, I was thinking about this uh, the other day when, crazy, um, <laughs> is a, a weird story, but um, I think this will prove my point well. I was, I, I decided I was going to take a shower. Lee and I were going to uh, have dinner. Um, and uh, I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shower real quick. I'll be in and out uh, relatively quickly. And uh, I'll come, you know, we'll be ready to eat afterwards. And so I went in and I took the shower and about, I don't know, three quarters of my way through the shower. I was like, crap, I'm taking a long time. Right. And I started playing out the scenario in my head. I'm like, "Ah oh, man, what if I get out of the shower and Leah's upset that I took a long time because dinner's ready or like whatever. Right. And not that Leah gets mad at me for, you know, I'm just saying like, and then I was like, Oh man, if I had If I react this way, I bet you this this response would happen. If I got super mad, then this response would happen. And then I thought, well, what if I just, you know, if she says something to me, what if I didn't like defend my actions or acknowledge, what if I just acknowledged? and I said, oh, yeah. And that reminded me that so many of the times, I noticed this in my own life, that someone makes a statement about me, whether it's Leah or my mom or my dad or my friends or whatever. I like, I either take that, that thing. And I'm like, if I agree with it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do that. I'm so great. And if if it's bad, if it's a negative thing, I take that and I go, no, I don't. And I get super, super defensive, right? And I'm like, well, a lot of things that are said are not really good or bad. They're just observations. So if I would have gotten out and Lee would have been like, hey, Josh, you took a long time in the shower. What the heck, right? I could have been like, no, I didn't defensive or yeah, I did. And I deserve to take it. So why are you mad? Right? Either way, whether I say it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether I I'm taking a stance that could potentially like be good or bad when, or I could just respond and be like, yeah, actually I did. I, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. I I, I can be more aware of that next time. Right. Just like, just observe it. And I feel like if we would approach things like that in life, that that would solve a lot of problems. It would help us get rid of a lot of our pride. And so what I say here in this episode, what I'm talking about here is like, I'm just observing my life and I'm sharing it with you guys because I find it interesting. And I'm just sharing some of the lessons that I have observed about myself and my life over the course of the past few months. So I know that the coronavirus has really negatively impacted a lot of people, but for me, I'm going to kind of take this from my perspective of things. The coronavirus has actually been a wonderful thing for me in my life, I've noticed. And the reason that is, is because number one, it forced me to Take action and make a decision. In my business and in other areas of my life. What I mean by that is, you know, I was really confused about the direction that I wanted to go with Think Different Theory. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure where I was going. I was really struggling with it. I had my coach, and we were kind of going back and forth. And I was like, well, I could go this way, and I could go this way, and I don't know. What if we don't like this? What if we don't like this? And I just kept going around, and around. It was like, I mean, I've been doing this for months, and then I, I had been doing it for at least a month with my coach, and my coach was working with me through it or whatever. And then the coronavirus just hits. And I was suddenly faced with this opportunity, this choice that I had to make. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So coronavirus is here. Business might get bad. I've got this follower, these followers that I could serve and I could have delayed more and more and more. And that would have hurt my followers. That would have not served them. I would have not been able to make it through the recession, making it, you know as much money as I have, not be financially sad or whatever. Or I could be like, okay. Okay, I, I have to make a decision and just go with it. And I have to trust my gut, I have to trust my gut instinct. And yes, I'm going to miss out on other things that I might want to do. But at the end of the day, the reality is, is that I've made a decision, I'm going to move forward and my life is going to progress. And then I'm going to be able to make better life decisions moving forward because I'll have more information. And so I just consciously made a decision one day. I said, okay, this is the direction that we're going with Think Different Theory. We teach people how to grow, you know, profitable, engaged audiences, wildly profitable, engaged audiences. We teach people how to build loyal, raving communities and audiences of fans. That's what we do. Okay. We're shifting our content to think different Theory slightly right now to serve. And I just made these decisions. I was like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And it worked. And it was just like, I made this decision. It was out of integrity. It was like, this is what I'm doing. And I moved forward with it. And here we are. Right. And like, this is what we're doing now. And you know what? There have been multiple times when I've looked at where I'm going with Think Different Theory and been like, "Ah, I don't know. I think I do want to get back to this eventually. But I'm like, nope, this is the decision I made right now. This is where I'm at right now. And I'm going to choose to move forward and complete it. And so here we are. And so that was the first thing I think the coronavirus did. And the second thing that the coronavirus did was it, I mean, because I took action there, it really exploded my business because, you know, business is great right now for us. We're not struggling to get customers. I'm not an offline business. You know, and for people like me, this is great times. And so I tell people that, and you know, sometimes, you know, people say, you know, you know, they get offended or they're heartless or they say, I got, you know, I say I'm heartless or whatever. But like, for the most part, people are appreciative of that because it brings them hope. And it, it shows them that if you, you do have a good product, you do have a good service, you, you, you are serving people well, that you can make a lot of money right now. And so my business has exploded. And then the third thing that it, Excuse me. The, one of the third things that um, coronavirus, I think, has done has it has focused. I mean, it has made me indirectly focus on the importance of being intentional about my relationships with people. One of the things that I went through when my brother had passed away, and for those of you that you know don't know, um, my brother. Kyle, my older brother Kyle, passed away in a helicopter crash last March, Um, and he left behind a wife that was pregnant and a five-year-old son, and that really, really, really wrecked my life. He was over in Kenya. He was not in the military. He was over there visiting a friend, and the the helicopter that he was on it it crashed, and and, uh, he passed away. And you know, right after somebody dies, and you go to a funeral, like you immediately want to pull everybody close, and you want to you know mend relationships, and you know fix things or whatever, and then as time goes on, you know, as with anything, you kind of forget or you fall off or whatnot. And I've really been trying to be intentional about the thing about even back then when my brother died, I was like, I don't want to overpromise changes, right? Because I know my life is busy. I know that the reason I was at where I was at in my life at that time was because a lot of the stuff that I was doing was important. And I so I can't magically go and be like, I'm gonna change everything about my life. It's like, well, no make make decisions and make promises, vow to make changes on things you can actually do. And so I tried. I really have tried to stay true to some of the things that I have promised myself that I was going to get better at. And um, being more in alignment with myself, being really focused on serving other people and, and focusing on what matters and connections. I've been really, really good about those things. And But one of the things that I haven't been so, so great about is connecting with extended family. I've actually been pretty good about connecting with my my family, family, um, you know, keeping in touch with them and whatnot. But, you know, I, I haven't had a great relationship with my grandparents. I haven't had a great relationship with my aunts and uncles. And it's not that it's bad. It's just that I haven't made the time to actually go and um, take the time to, to, to learn about them, right? And take the time to actually, you know, give them the, my time and, and build that relationship with them. And I noticed that as the coronavirus hit, Leah and I have become obviously much more close. We can't yeah, we really can't go anywhere. We're, we're stuck together, which is awesome. I, I love Leah. She's amazing. And um, we, we have a great time together. But now all of a sudden, her family is around, right? And her family is not doing anything in their quarantine. And I'm not near my family, right? At all. My family is, my extended family is in Wisconsin and Illinois and California and Florida and all over the place, right? And my direct family is in Indiana and Colorado. And it's like, okay, so it's very, very spread out. Whereas Leah's family is a lot more close here and a lot more, and I see how she's interacting with them. And I'm like, oh, I want to have like, oh, that's awesome. Like you have a good relationship with your grandparents. Okay, I want to have a good relationship with my grandparents. I want to have a good relationship with your mom. I want to have a good relationship with, excuse me, your dad. And it, and, it, and it kind of brought a lot of things into perspective. And what I realized was that so many so many of the, the reasons or the reason that I didn't have a good relationship with, with certain things was because I filled that time with other things. And for me, my whole life growing up, it was very, very business focused, right? I was like, make money, make money, make money, make money, make money, make money. I was very focused on that. Then I had my big mental crash. I reset. I learned what it meant to be successful. I, I learned what it meant to have a good mental game but I hadn't really figured out my God, you know, my religion and, and faith and, and what I believe there. I wasn't as in tune with it as I am now. And then my brother dies and my brother passes away and that totally wrecks my life, totally reshapes my, my priorities and whatnot and brings family back into the equation. And I start to realize that as I bring these things back into the equation, I start to have a more balanced life in these areas. That over here in my business is taking time away from my business. And so in, in the past, I've always looked at that and I've gone, uh... My business is the most important thing. I need money. I want to be successful. So you guys can wait. I'm going to go build this over here. But as coronavirus has come and as just everything in general really has, has, uh, as my life has has moved forward, I've realized that my, the purpose of my life is not business. And that was this hard, hard reality, this hard grips to come to because I, I, my identity was so shaped around success and business and money and followers and fame. And I don't have time to go into the reasoning behind why I thought all that. But I I mean, most of those reasons are are pretty generic, right? I mean, I was falsely aligned. I had this false sense of security in there. My identity was all jacked up and and everything like that. But um, once I started to realize that, actually, let let me back up tell a quick story. I was always under the impression growing up that people hated their job. And I didn't want to hate my job i wanted to love what i did and so in my head i always associated the fact that my life i would love what i do and that in order for me to love what i do i had to love my work and so that's what it started as but then that kind of merged together and rather than saying hey i can love my life and i can love what i do with my work it became I need to love my life, therefore I need to love my work, therefore my work is my life. Because if I love my work and my work is my life, then I love my life. But when work becomes your life, when, and work is not your life, your purpose in life is your life, right? When work becomes your life, then that becomes a big problem. And that's what happened to me. And so when I realized that my business, I can still love my business. I can still love what I do and also love other things. But I was always like, "Man, if you're living for the weekends, if you're living for Friday and Saturday and partying or whatever, your life sucks." So I automatically associated that anything that I would normally do on the weekends must suck, and that I'm not going to live for that. Well, guess what? Growing up, what did I do on weekends? I hung out with family, I went to church, I spent time with you know with God. I went so naturally, subconsciously, without even realizing it, I kind of demonized family time and demonize like, you know, doing this thing like, oh, that's not important because you know, I'm going to love what I do. I'm going to love my work. I'm a hustle, hustle, hustle. But then when I realized I came to this realization of like, oh, oh, my business simply fuels the life that I want and I can love my life. And a, 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 at seasons in my life, I can be more focused on business like I am right now, but I still have a life and there's more areas to life than business. Right there's business, there's relationships, and there's health. Those are the three primary categories. I've added a fourth, which would be spirituality. Right, and some people categorize spirituality into relationships. But I, my, when I look at things, I, I basically say there's four key po- parts to my life. There is my business. There are my relationships with friends and family and Leah. There are uh, is my health, and then there is um, my relationship with slash spirituality with God. Right, and basically I go, okay, if these are my four areas. I can go and have fun and be passionate in all four of those areas. Just because I have a good relationship with my family doesn't mean I can't go have fun with that. I can have it fun while having a good relationship with my family and, and relationship with my girlfriend and you know things like that. In my business, I can have fun. I can make a lot of money, but I'm not going to spend all of my time there. And if I can go in and, and all four, and, and with my health, for example, like you can be like, well, Josh, what about hobbies? I'm like, well, okay, well, my hobbies are basically, how I look at hobbies is I have to do, I have to fill these four categories of my life. I have to make sure that they're healthy, but I need a vehicle in order to do that. I need a vehicle in order to stay healthy. So maybe my hobby is running. Well, it's definitely not, but maybe my my hobby is, you know, working out or going on bike rides or going on hikes or being outside or swimming at the ocean. That's a hobby, but it fills that category of I've got to better my health. Okay. What about relationships? Oh, well, maybe I can go swimming with my family or my friends. I could, you know, go out and about and go on walks with Leah. Well, that, that activity now takes care of health and it takes care of relationships, right? And so when I realized that like I've got these four categories, and just because I'm doing things outside of business, that that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm not focused on business. That doesn't mean I'm not serious about my business. It means I'm taking care of other areas of life. I'm not just doing random hobbies for the sake of doing random random hobbies. And so when you look at partying and Netflix, and you know a lot of the things that we as entrepreneurs demonize, most of those things don't really help you. Now I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with parties. I mean you could use that as a relationship building thing, but it certainly doesn't better your health, right? And so when I looked at those things, I always said, okay, I can do just about any activity, but any activity that I do has to be filling one of four areas. And when I noticed that, I was like, okay, then I can, now I can actually do more things and still be considering, still feel like I'm being successful. So it used to be when I took a Saturday off to clean the apartment and go on walks, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting my time. How dare I? I could be being more successful if I just stayed more focused, yada, yada. And now I look at it and go, no, I'm actually becoming much more successful there that because I, I need a break once a week from my work. I need to spend time cleaning the apartment and, and you know, m- I like getting things organized and feeling productive. I like spending time with Leah. I like talking on the phone with my grandparents because that, that's building these relationships and that's making me successful. And so when I started noticing these, these things about it, I went, okay, I'm going to have less time to spend in my business. I am. I know that. So how do I optimize the time in my business? And when I approached business from that aspect of things, it was so significantly easier for me to actually get things done because I knew that if I was spending too much time in my business, I was actually hurting my success. And nobody had ever framed it like that to, 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 uh, like that, uh, to me before. It was like, if you're not working in your business, you are not going to be successful. And now I look at it and if I go, if I spend too much time in my business, I'm not gonna be successful. So the time I do spend in my business, and I'm not demonizing spending time in your business at all. I spend a lot of time in business. I love working on my business, right? But if I'm spending 18 hours a day on my business, that means I'm neglecting my relationships, my health and my spirituality. And so when the coronavirus came along, I was like, huh, this became much more evident to me, much more apparent. And so I've been very focused on, okay, these are, this is when I start work. I start work around 9 a.m. every morning. And I get done with work about 7 p.m. every night. So I work for about 10 hours a day. But I try to be done. I try to start at that time and be done at that time. My schedule, so I don't take Sundays off. I take Saturdays off. Saturdays are my day of rest. Saturdays are my day for God and family. Sundays, Sunday mornings, I sleep in, I do whatever, I have a half day, and then I start work between 11 and noon so that I can get a jump start on the week. Because if I can work for five or six hours on a Sunday, about a half day, right, then I'm going to be into the swing of the week before everybody else is on Monday morning. And so I started doing these things when I started realizing like, huh, this is really interesting. It was working really well. And I started delegating more and I started caring less about the problems that weren't really problems. And I started cutting things out that weren't making money and weren't making an impact. And we're bringing on an operations manager in May, right? I'm, I'm hiring someone right now. Business is doing really well. We're hiring. We're bringing on a, another staff member, which is super cool. And what I noticed was when I did this, it allowed me to have more time to think about my beliefs and to think about success in other areas of life. It allowed me to think about politics a little bit more and where my true beliefs are there. It reshaped my perception of politics and how much I listen to them and care about them. It reshaped my beliefs about Donald Trump and I'm not going to go down that road too heavily, but you know, I, have my thoughts on him now and it's not, I'm not always supportive of him necessarily and it made me think about certain things and obviously I'm going to vote for him, but like, oh, I noticed some things in my life that I wasn't too proud of. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I don't support that as much. Ah, oh, maybe I don't do this anymore. And I started to just really go and, and shape my, my, uh, my thoughts differently and my success differently. And I, I really started to appreciate the person I was becoming. And one of the things that allowed me to even do any of this that I did was I had to cut out social media in this process. And the more I cut out social media, the more in alignment I became with myself, the more I was able to focus, the more I was able to figure things out, and the more I was able to realize that the world is crazy. The media, the business, the government, everything like that is this, it's this nonstop world of craziness. One of the things that I think is interesting is that I think we, uh, let let me rephrase this. One of the things I noticed about myself is that the inputs that I put into my head very much shape what I think is important in my life at that time. And when I turn on the media, the media convinces me that things are important that aren't important. And when I listen to the government, the government convinces me of things that are important, that aren't actually important. And when you look at it that way and you start to think about it that way and you go, oh, you mean that hypothetically I could live a life where I never listened to the government, a government official ever? I could pay taxes without ever having to work, like by just hiring an accountant and having them know what's going on in life? You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't actually need them uh, knowing, I don't need to know all the laws. And I'm not saying that you necessarily need to do that, but you start to play out these scenarios. It's like, oh, I, I could, I could go live in the mountains in a, in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. I could be completely disconnected. And then I went and I said, if if I were to go and do that, what would be important to me? And I was like, whoa, huh? That's super interesting. And so I imagined myself, okay, what if I never had inputs from the media? Well, then everything that they're telling me that's important actually wouldn't be important. I'm like, huh. And so I started to have this shift. I started to have this complete kind of revolutionary thing. So I was like, man, I'm listening to so many of my friends. and My friends are telling me this stuff is important. And I want to be cool because I want to be like them. But then I'm like, but I don't really like that stuff. So here I am trying to be like them when I don't even like that type of stuff. I like them, but this, but I'm worried about whether or not they like me. But if someone doesn't like me for who I am myself, then why would I want to be around them? And even if it sucks to cut them out of my life, or even if it sucks, if if the relationship dwindles that way, why wouldn't I just be true to myself? And then I started thinking about like alignment. And I thought, started thinking about like how, like who I would actually want to be and everything like that. And when I started like asking these questions, I kind of like started shaping my mind. I was like, man, my life has been so shaped by what everybody else thinks. Maybe I should stop listening to what everybody else thinks and figure out who I am first and then, and then go and figure out what those next steps are that I need to do. And I, I noticed in my life, and I think a lot of people can relate, is like the, the inputs that I was getting were telling me where I should be putting my focus. And so then I would turn to those inputs and say, okay, now teach me how to do it. So not only was I being told I'm trying to think of a better analogy for this. Okay. Imagine, imagine someone was trying to sell you something and you had never heard of it before. And they're like, Hey, you need this. And I'm just going to say, it's this book. Now, obviously this book is great. It's dot com secrets, but they're like, Hey, you need this book or, or you need to be able to sell stuff. Okay. Why you just do. Okay. Here's how to do it. Oh, okay. Sweet. Now buy it. Well, why, do, why am I buying this again? Cause you need to know how to sell stuff. Oh, okay. Well, why do I need to know how to sell stuff again? Because I told you to. Well, that kind of seems self Fulfilling. I need. I need this because you told me that I need this, and now you're selling me the solution for the thing that you told me that I needed. But I had no idea that I needed it before. That's basically what the media does. That's like what social. Media, that's what all these external inputs did. I was like, well, maybe, maybe this is a good thing for me to have, but maybe I should decide that I need this first, right? And so, what I've started doing is I've, I, I come from this place of my, my coach calls it stillness, and I just go and whenever I'm contemplating something, I just, I come back and I go. What's important to me? What's in alignment with what I want to do with my life? What's in alignment with where I feel called from God or from wherever you get your inputs, right? Like, okay, if I'm gonna be true to myself, okay, I need to build relationships here, here, and here. So then I will go out and I will get inputs or I will get information from people about those very specific things. But what the media does and what, what other people do is like they get bored and they are super insecure and they're super afraid of themselves and they're like, I don't know how my life should live my life. I just don't know. And then they go out and they listen to all these influencers and, and celebrities or whatever, and they're like, you need all this. Or they listen to the media, or they listen to Fox News or CNN or the government or whatever. And the government, and then these are the people that, or these are the entities that are the things that determine what's important in these people's lives. When. They'll, those people have never met you. They never will meet you. They have no concept of who you are or how God made you or how your design or what your passions are, or what your in- interests are, or what you're good at, or, you know, what you can contribute to the world. And they have no clue, but because I would go and I would listen to them, then I would be like, yes, I need to do that. Right. And so when I got on social media, when everyone was selling me followers, 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 I chased followers. When people told me to chase money, I chased money. And then I was chasing money and I was like, well, how do I find money? And the same people that told me that I needed to chase money were selling the solution. It was like, hey, I'm selling the the sickness and the cure. And I'm like, well, what if I'm just not sick? (laughs) Why would I go get sick? Now, I need to improve when I cut everything out. And when I come into this place of stillness, meditation, being true to myself, going and being alone and figuring out what I want to do with my life, figuring out what I'm passionate about, what I want to do. Now I can go and say, okay, now I've got this problem, right? Now I'm going to go and look for a solution to that problem. But I wouldn't go to the doctor unless I knew my arm was broken, right? If my arm wasn't broken, I wouldn't go to the doctor and say, doctor, put the cast on. If I went to the doctor and I was like, Doctor, I've got an arm here. What do I do with it? He'd be like, well, you do whatever you want with it, right? But what we're doing is we're going to the doctor and say, doctor, I don't know what to do with this arm. And the doctor's like, break it. Your arm's broken. It needs a cast. And you're like, oh my gosh, I guess it really does need a cast. But it's like, he was the one that broke it in the first place. I noticed myself doing this over and over and over again. And it was shaping so many parts of my life. So where I wanted to live, how I dressed the content I was listening to, the conferences I was going to, the amount of money that I was making, what I was selling, why I was struggling, like all of it was shaped. And it was a big problem. And so it wasn't until I went and got silent and it wasn't until I went and figured out who I truly was that I was able to figure these things out. And you might be asking like, well, Josh, how did you figure this out? I wish I could just say I'm super, super smart and I just figured it out. And while I do consider myself to be a somewhat intelligent person because I, you know, I believe smart is a learned skill. It was my coach. My coach is the one that taught me this. In fact, I've told this story before, and uh, I, 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 I've talked about uh, my coach um, uh, a lot, and one of the first things she ever, <laughs> she ever did, this is a funny story, when I first hired her, I hired her for, to be my business coach, and right after I hired her, she goes, Josh, I will never tell you what to do, and I will never give you the answer, and I was like, ah, ah, I made a terrible decision, why did I just agree to pay you $60,000, what the heck? I literally hired you to tell me what to do and to give me answers. And now you're telling me you're not going to do any of that? I'm like, what are we going to do? What's step number one, Katie? I need to fix my business. I need to make a bunch of money. Like, what do I do? She goes, who are you? I'm like, what is this woman talking about? Why am I listening to her? I'm such an idiot. Who are you, Josh? I was like, I don't don't know. I'm Josh 40. What you want from me? She's like, no, who are you really? I'm like, I'm Josh freaking Forty. What? She's like, no, 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 not like that. Who are you? And it wasn't, and, and we went over this for weeks and weeks and months and months. And it wasn't until I like got clear on who I was, got clear on my identity, got in alignment with what I was supposed to be doing, figured out deep down inside what I wanted to be doing with my life. Now, I believe that comes from God. Some people call it source, We call it energy. My coach is, is uh, you know, religious as well. And uh, so, you know, we both believe it comes from God. And so we would go through this. And so I'd ask all these questions. I'm like, what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do here, here, here? And my coach was like, Josh, God is not telling you what to do. God gives you a playbook for how to live. He's like, hey, here are the fruits of the spirits. Whatever you do, and in the Bible, it's like, whatever you do, do these things. Whatever you do, be happy. I mean, be, be joyful. Whatever you do, do it with, let your see, uh, speech be seasoned with grace. God doesn't tell me, Josh, go be a marketer. I get to choose that. But when I go become a marketer, do it this way. When I go become a, whatever your thing is, do it this way. There's a, a verse in the Bible or a couple of verses in the Bible. It's called the fruits of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience. God. And he, they list these, these fruits of the spirit. It's like, okay, whatever I do, do it with love, with joy, with peace, with patience, with, you know, and going through those and I'm like, okay, but what am I supposed to do with my life? And Katie goes, Josh, that's your choice. God gave you that choice. And if you want wisdom, if you want God to tell you what to do, ask him and he will guide you, but it's your choice. God's going to put passion in your heart. God's going to put passion in your, you know, in your life. He's going to give you these, these desires and these things because he's the one that put them there. The reason I'm good with words, the reason I want to be a marketer, I want to be, God put the passion for me to want to go out and talk to other people and and go out and change the world. God's the one that put the that passion in me. Right. But I get to choose how I want to do it. I get to choose whether or not I want to go be a movie star or be a marketer or be a podcaster or be a YouTuber or be a plumber or be a football player or whatever. I get to choose that, right? And God says, listen, I have given you anything that you want to choose. And you, whether you believe in God or not, you have this choice, okay? So call it spirituality, call it whatever. You get to choose. It's like, hey, you can do whatever you want. Now, when you choose those, do them these ways. Do them with gratitude. Do them with peace. Do it with integrity. Don't lie. Don't lie. Be, good, be a good person, right? Because that will make your life better. And I was like, man, what do I want in life? What do I want to do? And so I had to get quiet. I had to get still. And at that moment, once I, once I got clear on that, and it took a while. Shift, 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 breaking my old way of thinking, breaking my old way of thinking, breaking. And then was shift, and I was like, oh man, well, I want to talk about this. This is the type of content I want to talk about. This is the type of stuff I want to teach. And I look at my Instagram account and I'm like, well, my Instagram account doesn't really reflect that. Why not? Because I cared about views. Because because before I figured out who I was, somebody told me that views mattered for some reason. I have no idea why. I I believed it though. And I'm like, but if I post this type of content, then my views are going to go down. But then I realized, well, it doesn't matter because... I either wanna post this type of content or I'm not gonna post anything at all. So if I post nothing, I'm gonna get no views. If I post this, I'm gonna get some views and that's actually gonna help people. If I post the stuff I'm currently posting now, it's out of alignment with who I am. It doesn't really serve anybody. And in 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now, I'm gonna have this whole audience of people that are not in alignment with me. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why would I do that? And so I shifted, I changed. I stopped worrying about views. I stopped worrying about engagement. I just posted what was true to myself. My business has gone up. My loyalty my fans have gone up. My downloads have gone up. My views have gone. I mean, my downloads went down for a little bit. My views are still down probably a little bit, but they'll come up. I know they will. It's just a matter of time before people that are in the same alignment with me find my stuff. It might take a, three months. It might take a year. It might take 10 years, whatever. Eventually, they're going to find it. I'm going to continue to serve, continue to serve, continue to serve. And when I made that shift, when I made that adjustment, I was like, huh, I'm so much happier in life. I'm not looking for other people's approval. If somebody doesn't like me, oh, well, why? Because, and I don't hate the person for not liking me. I don't go, well, screw you. I don't care if, I'm glad the haters. No, I don't want haters. That's not true to myself. But I'm living, I'm being true to me. And when you are true to yourself, like imagine, imagine you, imagine you were going to go do something and it was an unpopular decision, Right? But you knew that you knew that you knew that you knew that it was the right thing to do, and you do it, and you get ridiculed for it. But you knew it was the right thing to do, and then in ten years from now, someone looks back and is like, "You idiot! Why did you do that?" You're like, "You could be like, because I knew it was the right thing to do, right? It just was." Or you could go and you could do the wrong thing, and then for the rest of your life regret that you did the wrong thing, and when you start to realize that other people's opinions don't matter because other people's opinions are not you. It's their opinion. And it might be okay for them to go do something and not you. The reason, One of the reasons I think I'm really good at the Dream 100 strategy and and, and uh, that I am good at getting the attention of big people like Steve Larson and Russell Brunson and, and people like that is because I do what I do with them true to who I am. And if they don't like that, that's okay. Because I am not... I'm not going to change who I am to impress them. Now, I'm going to try to present who I am in a way that makes the most sense to them. But if I have a limited amount of information and I'm going to shoot my shot, I'm going to do it in the way, when you go like, should I do this with Russell? Or should I do this? Or should I do this with Steve? What is true to you? Now, come at it from there. make it about them. I'm not saying like, make it about you. I'm saying, if I'm going to make this about Russell, about Steve, about whoever... How do I do that that's most in alignment with me? If I were to go and send one of them something that is, I don't know, super, super well done and crafty and this, and, and the messaging is way off and it has, is not like me at all, then I'm not going to feel good about it because now I'm, they're, they're buying into something that isn't me, right? But if I'm true to myself, I do the best job that I know how and they like it, then great, then I never have to worry about changing myself. They like me for me, right? They wanna do what I wanna do. But if they don't, then I'm like, okay, well, then maybe you're not meant, they're not meant to be in my world. And the reason I think that I'm good at that is because I realize that those people are not above me. They have different accomplishments, they maybe accomplish more in life, but we're the same. Like, there's a human. And yes, I want Russell Brunson in my life, but, and Steve Larson, whatever, but like, I'm on my path over here. And I'm not going to change my path because Russell Brunson thinks it's a bad path. If I think it's a good path, I'm going down that path. I'm not going to change my path if Gary Vaynerchuk or Justin Bieber or Russell Brunson or Will Smith or Joe Rogan or insert your celebrity person here tells me different. No, this is the path that I'm going down. Now, if I hire them for marketing, if I hire them to be my coach and they say, hey, based on what you want to do, I would recommend trying these things out. That's a different story, but I'm true to myself. And I've noticed that about myself. I think I got a, a little bit of a rant there. So I'm noticing I'm noticing a lot of changes in my life. I'm noticing that I'm really happy with where I think different this theory is going. I'm noticing that I care a whole lot less about politics because guys oh man. I, everybody lives their own life. And politics is basically how do we govern in America 300 million people that are all different and try to get them to all abide by one set of laws like what i mean it's just dumb you know and so i can speak to what i know but i don't know what it's like to be a billionaire i don't know what it's like to be worth millions and millions and millions of dollars i don't know what it's like to be in poverty i don't know what it's like to be a black person or a woman or a minority in either way billionaires are minorities too people right billionaires are minorities black people are minorities uh, gay people are minorities right people that are poor lower like they're they're all like in these little like I don't know what it's like to be all of them I can speak to what I do know and I can be my truest version of myself and my truest version of myself says personal responsibility is the answer my truest version of myself says don't rely on the government the truest version of myself says blah 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 but if somebody else's truest version says hey we need to rely on the government who am I to say no right like I don't know do your thing and while I have strong views, I'm very assertive. Like, yeah, I only know what I know. And I'm going to be honest about that. I'm going to live my life that way. And, and I have found that when I do that, and I have found that when I, 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 when I take the time just to focus on what I'm doing in life, that I help more people that way. Because I'm going to attract my tribe and repel the people that aren't my tribe. I can't change the whole world. I just you can't. Y- you cannot alone. You can with a team, you can with a company, but then that's going to be made up with another person, 10 more people, 50 more people, 100 more people, a thousand more people. I mean, Amazon has changed the world, but Jeff Bezos didn't do it alone. He did it with te- hundreds of thousands of workers, millions of people I think they employ now, right? And each one of them, if they're living the truest version of themselves, then they're going to be able to reach other types of people. And there's going to be men and women and black people and white people and Asian people and Chinese people and minorities and rich people and poor people, like everybody. And they're all going to play their part in changing the world, not one person. He may be responsible for a ripple effect of that change, but so can you. So maybe you're not the founder of Amazon, but you're the founder of whatever you're doing. And when I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. And so I just noticed all these different things. The other thing that I realized is that like, life isn't really meant to be comfortable, I don't think. Life isn't really meant not to challenge us. And I'm going to kind of end with this is like, one of the things that I think that the, the coronavirus has taught me is that The coronavirus is going to impact some people. It's going to impact some people super negatively. It's going to impact other people super positively. I would say that I'm probably one of the people that isn't that affected by the coronavirus in one way or the other. And if I were to say, how are you impacted by the coronavirus? I would say I probably am more positively impacted by the coronavirus than negatively impacted by it. Be, simply because of where I'm at in my life and the fact that I don't have kids, I have plenty of money in the bank, I you know, have a job where I can work from home and my job is getting people customers and everybody wants to get cust- getting people customers online and I serve people that have online business, right? You know what I mean? So like that's, that's the reality of like where I am at with this. But when the coronavirus ends, there's gonna be something else that affects somebody else differently, I think back to the 2008 crisis, financial crisis, my fam- me and my family were not affected by the, the 2008 financial crisis that much. But if the 2008 financial crisis were to repeat itself right now, I would be very much more affected by it than I was back then. My family probably still wouldn't be that much be affected by it. They're just disconnected. They're, they're, they're not in that world. I am much more. So like different people get affected by different things at different times. Right now, I am not freaking out about certain things, but there could be other, th- but guess what? And I play, this is a perfect analogy. Rewind a year ago right now and all my friends and so many people I know, 2019 rocks, best year of my life. Business is going great, blowing up. And so many people were celebrating having this great 2019, my 2019 sucked. I lost my brother. My life got wrecked. I had to deal with immense amounts of personal problems. I had to get rid of my business, right? And all these things happen. And so why everybody else was having a great time. I was having a terrible time. Now everybody else is having a terrible time with the coronavirus. And I'm like, I don't know. My life's really not affected by that much, but let me serve my people that are. So if you're doing well serve, which is why we're so focused on serving right now, which is why I'm so focused on trying to help my, my customers, my clients. I have clients that, I mean, we have a client right now that multi-million dollar business offline, lower profit margins their business overnight gets shut down. Now they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in lost revenue. They have bills that they have to pay or whatever. And they're just normal guys that, you know, and so we're helping them. I'm A lot of my clients or a lot of my students lost their jobs and I'm sending them, I bought a bunch of uh, people a copy of my book tra- or a copy of Traffic Secrets book, right? And I just sent it to them for free because they were my clients. And I was like, hey, listen, you guys are gonna need to know how to get customers right now. Get this book. And I bought them copies of it. I just sent it to them, right? I'm serving. I'm ser- right now my life isn't negatively affected. So I can serve. A year ago, I needed to be served. Uh, A year ago, I needed someone to step in and help me because I was in that place of need. And so I think like life is going to come in waves for different people, but the government, the media, they want you to think that everybody has the same exact path in life, that everybody is, you know what I mean? Like we should all be, this coronavirus is terrible. It is for some people. It's not for others. There's a lot of people that are completely, completely 100% unaffected by the coronavirus, like totally unaffected by it. Right? And I'm... Probably one of those people that are not, maybe not totally unaffected by, but pretty not, right? But then my best friend in the entire world lost a job and is about to get married, right? So it's like, so I guess what I'm trying to say in all this is that I've learned to just understand that if I'm not struggling now, I'm probably going to struggle at some time, and when I'm struggling, I'm going to want help, and when I'm not struggling, I need to help other people because if, I, and that's the that's the, the the cycle of life. But the government. And the media and big business has convinced us that we should all have a home with debts. So we need to have every single person have a car and every single person have a cell phone and every single person ha- should have all these luxury things. No, actually, all you need in life is food and shelter and and a roof over your head and you can be totally ha- happy. You don't need all this stuff. You don't, you can be totally happy. But the government's like, no, you need it. We're gonna bail you out. You should freak out if you don't have it. It's a bad, oh my gosh, I don't know. It's like, well, no. No. But because we listen to them and the government tells us we should you know what I mean? The government tells us that we should live a comfortable, happy life that's completely that that everything should be fair and that everybody should treat everybody perfectly and that we should all just that's not life, guys. No. No, life is a struggle. Life is supposed to grow you. You're supposed to be in pain. You're supposed like you're supposed to push yourself. You're supposed to expand. And the more you expand, the more you embrace that, the more you go, life isn't going to be easy. Guys, my life is not easy. My life is very difficult. My difficult is not financial woes. My difficult is not the fact that I am trying to put food on the table. My woes, I don't even say woes. My difficulties, mental, relationships, dealing with things that you guys don't know about. And it's some people never deal with those. And I'm like, oh man, why am I giving this? I mean, there are days when I'm like, this is hard. I'm having to go back and this is hard. If I'm not pushing myself, if I'm not growing, then I know that that, that there's something wrong. That means I'm in my comfort zone. That's gonna hurt me long-term. So you can either hurt now, you can push through now, you can be responsible now, or you can try to sit in your comfort zone and keep everything perfectly and down the road, you're gonna set yourself up for more and more and more hurt down the road. Pain is a part of life. Blessings are a part of life. You get to choose when and where you get them. And your lack of pain and trying to be in your comfort zone now is going to hurt you long term. But everybody's life is different. So figure out who you are. Figure and, and this is something I'm learning. is like figure out who I am. Figure out what I'm learning. Figure out what I'm doing. And be in alignment with that. Because there's billions of people in the world And there are people out there that I'm called to serve. I can't serve everybody, but I can serve the people that I am most in alignment with and that need to be going served. The people that I'm most in alignment with are the people that have a message, people that want to go change the world, people that want to grow a business that have a big impact. I don't, I'm not in alignment with, I'm not trying to serve right now in my life and this could change as as my life changes, i grow and involved. Right now, I'm not worried about people that are, you know, In a nine to five, that don't want to go change the world, that just want to live a hunky dory happy life for the rest of their life on a farm in the middle of nowhere. That's not who I'm trying to serve. So, what am I going to try to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to go and I'm going to say, okay, me being in alignment with me right now is I'm going to serve these motivated entrepreneurs with a message. How do I do that? I'm good at growing audiences. They might be good at offer creation. They might be good at messaging. They might be good at Facebook ads or building whatever it is they're building. I'm going to go serve them. I'm going to focus on that. I'm not going to be focused on any of these other things. And I'm not blocking those people out of my life, but I'm focused over here. I'm in alignment over here. This is how I'm working. This is what I'm doing. And when that is the case, when that happens, when you do that, now all of a sudden, when you are faced with challenges, the challenges that you're going to face are going to revolve around that. They're not going to be these challenges over here. You're going to be like, well, I don't have those challenges. Just like I don't have the challenges that a lot of people face that are going through the coronavirus. They don't have the challenges that I'm facing over here. Most people don't understand what it's like to go through and try to build a team and try to be responsible for people's payroll. And you know what I mean, like. It's stressful when you're like, crap, the, the people that I'm paying, if I don't pay them, if I don't come up with cash flow, guess what? Their children are gonna go and, and not have a paycheck. I mean, their parents are not gonna go have a paycheck to be able to provide for their children, right? And those are my stresses, and those are the things that I'm going through. And I'm not going through what Russell Brunson's going through, and Russell Brunson's not going through, through Elon Musk is going through, and Elon Musk is not going through what Donald Trump is going through, and Donald Trump is not going through what you're going through, and you're not going through what a minority person living in New York City that's underprivileged, making $500 a month, what they're going through. We're all going through different troubles. But it's not my job to go serve any of those other people. It's my job to serve the people that I'm trying to go serve. And that's what I'm learning. All right, guys. Well, I went a little bit longer on this episode. But I think that it was good. And I hope you guys are doing well. I really, I really hope your guys' life is going awesome. And I hope this was helpful. Gave you some perspective. Gave you some context. Um, yeah, I've got lots to think about, guys. I'm, I'm thinking about so many things. You know, I'm 26. 26 years old. Isn't that crazy? Trying to figure out life. Trying to figure out where we're going next. Leah and I are probably moving to Colorado soon. In July, fingers crossed, if we can get out of here because it's coronavirus. You know, Leah's figured out her stuff. We're figured out our life together. And like, that's where I'm at. I'm trying to figure out how to be the best person, be the best boyfriend, be the best son, be the best leader in my company, be the best employer, be the best, you know, teacher. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that? Where am I getting my inputs from? Because think about it, guys, most of the information that you learn, most of what you learn has already been learned from other people. So you got to choose and be very aware of who you're learning it from. And whether you believe it or not, the shows that you're watching on Netflix are going to shape the type of person you become, the type of father you become, or the mother you become, or business person you become, even if it's not a business show, even if it's not a, because whatever, because you're going to see how those people interact. And the more time you spend around negativity, the more negative you're going to become. The more time you spend around positivity, the more positive you're going to become. It's the rules of life and the rules of nature. All right, guys. That's all I've got for you. I hope this episode was beneficial. If you liked it, make sure to send me a message on Instagram at J-O-S-H-F-O-R-T-I. My name, Josh Forty. Um, or... Uh, If you like this, actually, if you like this episode, comment hashtag value down below. If you're watching this on the live stream, hit the like button, hit the love button. Um, If you are uh, listening on audio, that's when you can send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to chat, continue the conversation over there. I'm very, very responsive in my Instagram DMs, so that's the best place to hit me up. All right, guys, um, we got a launch coming up. We got some really cool stuff coming in May. Um, Let's see, I've got... Gosh, this is, it's Friday today. I've got next, next week, I'll be out of town on Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week. I will be at my best friend's wedding, um, which I'm super excited about. So coming up, he's getting married in eight days. Shout out, Austin. Love you, dude. Um, so I'm gonna be there and, um, then we'll be back. But in May, we bring on, so the day after, so I get back on May 3rd. And then on May 4th, my operations manager starts, which is going to be super exciting. And in about two weeks after that, we will be doing our big launch, teaching you guys how to launch your audiences um, and um, building Facebook groups and podcasts around your message. Go out there and change the world, make hundreds of thousands of dollars, grow your business, grow your impact, get your message out there. It's going to be super, super fun. We're going to have a blast. So stay tuned for that. Details are coming. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Guys, as always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace.